Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first ever Goal Launch TV episode. We are making history here. This is uh, football punditry or commentary from a fan's perspective, largely African fans who love the Premier League. Uh, my name is Claudio, and this is the rest of my Goal Launch squad team. If you look carefully, we're playing a little bit of a game towards the end of the episode. Our names have been switched around. I'm going to say it was intentional, but um, if you can guess who's got the correct names here, we're going to probably throw something in at the end and give you a little prize. And that's an empty promise, so don't believe me there. However, let's start with our first member of the squad. Selo, tell the people why you love football and why you actually joined, or how you actually joined this team, or what your qualifications are for joining this team, rather. Uh, yeah, my name is Selo. Um, I work in the financial uh, services industry. Uh, but, um, you know, when it comes to, to football, I support Kaiser Chiefs and uh, Man United. Uh, I love all things sports, but um, obviously football my first love um, since I was a little boy. Uh, played through primary, uh, high school, uh, played for Arcadia Shepherds uh, and um, University of Pretoria Academies uh, uh, during my time. Um, I still play now as well, five-a-side, you know, sometimes some seven-a-side tournaments. Um, two years uh, because I'm a Man United fan. Uh, and I think uh, I'm not biased in my in me being a Man United fan, you know. Uh, I can at least be, uh, you know, um, give a good view and also uh, take, um, you know, a proper view and actually um, give a, a good feeling what's going on in my club as well. Yeah, and um, that's why I got him there because I'm definitely not a subjective Liverpool fan. I'm definitely biased. So that's why it's good to have a Man United fan who's going to be a bit quieter when I get, get out of hand. Nick, tell the people about, about yourself. What's up, guys? Uh, I'm just, uh, I'm, I think I'm the only guy from Joburg here. I know all you gents are from uh, Pretoria, but I work in, in Pretoria. I work for the football club, University of Pretoria. I'm currently on a path trying to become a professional coach, working at uh, under-19s at the, the Amatax Academy. Currently doing my UEFA A license in Scotland. So I'm trying to gather as much knowledge as I can. Um, but, yeah, as you can see, I'm through, through black and white, Newcastle United, till I die. I suffer week in, week out. My team is absolutely shite most of the time. Um, but <laughs> I love them. I love them. My grandfather's from there. There's nothing better than going to St. James's Park in a weekend to watch us lose 3-0 at home. Nothing better. I <laughs> uh, started to join the team with the lads and then hopefully you know god god help us and maybe we might survive this season i can't wait <laughs> yeah oh yeah we, we're gonna get we, we actually felt sorry for nick logic because he's got no one to talk to about football that's why he's on our show <laughs> <laughs> yeah man what's well, so tell it. the people of your your football pedigree dope dope what's up everybody i'm Mossa Sicile. um I used to play football growing up, uh, played for University of Pretoria, actually joined the academy structures uh, when I turned 15 years old and focused a lot of my energy there uh, towards actually becoming a pro player at the university. I don't play as, mo as much as I used to, although I could still ruffle a few feathers. Um, I am now focused in the that's, that's all you structure. ever did was ruffle feathers. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> At first, that was nowhere to be seen. It was only ruffling feathers. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I was always uh, the centre back or the right or right back uh, doing the most for the teams that I was playing for. And yeah, man, um, glad to be part of this group of uh, gentlemen. Uh, especially as a Chelsea fan, I think uh, we've had a couple of uh, discussions with several members of the the team here about 
how 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 uh potentially my team might be taking the season uh this season so yeah uh, yeah that's already prediction <laughs> already they in there <laughs> top man nice to meet everybody cool Mwanga yo what up guys um I'm Mwanga I'm also a Joburg boy Nick oh sorry man. <laughs> <Yeah>. Nick's trying <laughs> to claim everything because he feels oh, so lonely oh, as man. it is in the football fraternity he's trying to be the only Let's man you're not that special give me something <laughs> now, I grew up there in Edenville, uh, played soccer literally uh, my whole life uh, growing up. And then I moved to Pretoria uh, in 2009, uh, University of Pretoria, played soccer there as well uh, with the promo. Then I think I finished up at varsity, still playing soccer now, but just on a, on a very, very social uh, level, nice and calm. Um, and now I currently also work with uh, Cooper Coaching. Uh, we, what we're trying to do now is basically uh, improve the soccer in South Africa. Yeah, yeah that's um, truly admirable. Someone's got to do it because, as we all know here, we are a long way off, hence why we're talking about the Premier League and not the PSL. I think it's going to take a couple of years for, for us to get there. Um, yeah. So just to, to give you or break down how the show is going to work, what we're going to do is we're going to start off with something called the Camp Confidence. And that's each of us talking about our teams and where we think they're at at the moment. Then we're going to go into the transfer performance of the clubs and we're going to end off with season predictions. So to begin with the camp confidence, let's start where the confidence is super high at the moment. Why not go to Chelsea and Stamford Bridge? Mosa, how are you feeling about your team at the moment? Uh, confidence is super high. Um, I think uh, some of the signings that have come into uh, the picture are... Uh, do raise an eyebrow, which is very, very good to see. I think um, last season, without us uh, being able to actually sign up a lot of players, we we had to kind of circulate a lot of the players that we had, and we could see that some of them were um, legs that were probably getting a little bit more fatigue or mm-hmm. looking like um, teams had kind of figured us out uh, during the season. So I'm very happy with the signings. It is very difficult as well to, to consider how we do go ahead, given the... the the beginning of the season, right? It's the beginning of the new transfers. It's a new era under Frank Lampard. It's the uh, first time he's been able to actually use some money, which is good. Um, but he is coming up against bad boys like Liverpool and Man City, who will, will feature at the top. Uh, it's good to see Man United there, but uh, I think um, Champions League football will be tougher to fight for this season. And to improve from our fourth spot last season will be... Also a big challenge, but uh, yeah, confidence is, is up. If we were to give it a, a number, uh, I'd say seven or eight uh, up there. Uh, but yeah, far from um, where I think it'll take us to, to actually win the, champ- the championship this season. Mosa, yeah, tell me something, bro. Tell me something. Why do you guys have so many players on loan, bro? You guys have had that for so long. And I see you still learning out Kennedy. It's his fifth loan, bro. Just play the game. And Mitchell try is extending yeah. his contract and he's going on loan in Palace. Let the guy go, man. Please, man. He scored two goals guys, for Belgium. These are big team uh, type oh, of no. considerations <laughs> that you probably don't have to face, you know. <laughs> Our teams have depth. We have quality, which sometimes is a little bit young, you know, um, uh, and need some some uh, track record to be built for themselves. Either so we 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 are a team which competes uh, for Champions League and uh, the, the 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 championship. 
Yes, um, well, so I'm going to stop you right there. So here's the thing: the, the lads are talking about the lads are talking about Chelsea's original transfer policy and their approach. You know, sign a whole bunch of young kids, steal them from Africa and all sorts, where they're like 12. They send them by themselves, and then what they do is now now they've changed their whole policy up. They've actually seen Liverpool's playbook in terms of who their targets were, who their transfer um, oh. targets were, and uh, now they've under the new guidance of Maria, the lady who's the chairman there, at Chelsea, by the way, Russian lady. Um, I don't know what else she does for Roman Abramovich. That um, remains to be seen. But right now, she's she's literally starting the playbook from Liverpool and they've they've brought in all their guys. So, yeah, I think it's, it's a good start from the Chelsea camp. But um, let's let's go to the next guy that it seems like it was a sinking ship towards the end of last season. But then it was rectified a little bit. And you know what's so funny is I've got three guys not knowing where I'm going to put this because all of them think their boats are sinking to a little extent. But I'm, I'm going to go, I'm gonna go land up at Arsenal. Wonga... Tell us how you're feeling right now with Arteta and what's going on there. Yo, yes, Arsenal's been difficult, bro. Um, yo, because Arteta, I was actually very happy. I mean, there was uh, people who were saying, I think they said Carlo Ancelotti and other big names uh, that were linked to Arsenal. But yes, when they said Arteta, I was happy because I felt that, I mean, the number one, he was with um, um, Pep the time he won all these uh, trophies at Man City. So seeing how the guy's done it, um, pretty much he knows what it takes to win a Premier League and other other cups. I mean, Pippa's uh, done it many times. And for Ricardo to, to be right next to him, I thought, wow. Now this guy's coming out, wants to prove himself. Um, I'm pretty much sure everyone else had to do it. I was pretty much happy with that choice by the guys. I thought, I thought not that Carlo Ancelotti is doing a bad job with Everton himself, but I just thought that um, I just wanted someone who would probably be hungry for it, and I think Arteta was right, man. And I'm pretty much happy with um, what's happening now. I mean, it's yeah, we're not going to be winning the league next season, 100%. Uh, but I, we're not actually, the league for five years, bro. Come on, be real. <laughs> I think this is the last time we'll see Arsenal at the top. It's <laughs> Look, you know, you know what? I'm thinking back to when uh, when Wenger, even Arteta said it, and I didn't like the fact that he said it. Like, um, or oh, well, William came out with it. Um, Arteta was say um, Wenger had that four-year plan that didn't materialize over ten years. You know, you uh, Liverpool had a plan. No, uh, Klopp didn't come out and say he's got a four-year plan, but he did tell them that look, I mean, you would have a tight one title. Um, yeah, I think it was in the, in the next year or two. And mm. William goes out and he says, ah, the coach says he wants to, he wants to win the Champions League. Was it the league? Yeah, Champions League in three in three years. And I, <laughs> really shooting us in the foot there. All these expectations. And I was like, no way. So the guy should just keep quiet, you know. But I believe in Arteta. I think he will get us something. I don't know about it being soon, but I'm pretty sure he will get us something. Yeah. What, what I can say about your coach, man, about Arteta is that he... He's, he's, he looks like he knows what he's doing, and you know he's got a plan, uh, which is you, you can't say that about Emery. You know Emery just was all over the place. Um, you know I think Emery just always coached Sevilla and for his life, and then he'll be okay. You know uh, because even at PSG, yeah. Arteta has impressed me, man. Uh, the way they beat uh, Chelsea, the way they beat City, and then beat Chelsea, and then also beat Liverpool now as well in the Community Shield. I know it looks it looks well for the Gunners, you know. Um, I won't lie. I, I want Arteta to do well, but I don't want Arsenal to do well. <laughs> I, I'm in that camp. That's the camp I'm in as well. <laughs> but like even, you know, just to say there, like, even you could see the difference. I think everyone could see the difference, the way Arsenal yeah. played 
uh, when Emery was there. And then when, um, in fact, from Wenger to Emery to Arteta, there's I mean, three, three differences there. And yo, yeah. um, what I'm seeing now is it's, yeah, it's very positive. I mean, when, when Emery, when Wenger was there, it was, you know, I'm behind the guy, let's help him, but he's gone. Then when, when uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, when Emery came in, yes, then it was, yo, I, I couldn't even support the team. It was horrible. <laughs> there, was, there was nothing, no, no one wanted to fight. Come on, Teta. And yeah, I'm backing it as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that is that's what happens when you make the the headmaster of House Slytherin your your head coach. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Nick, so Newcastle is an interesting topic to be talking about. Your emotions must be all over the place. I mean, Saudi guys were gonna, I mean, they're gonna become a green club. We're talking about House Slytherin, Newcastle was officially gonna be a green club by backed by the Saudis. And I've also just heard now that a second bid has been rejected, by the way, by the Premier League for a takeover. So I don't yeah. know where you had. So what? So what had actually happened with that? Um, the Premier League are spineless. I don't know what to call it. <laughs> you honest? And uh, be honest. Uh, it's, uh, put it out there. They spineless what? Spineless, spineless bastards. What? Spineless bastards. But anyway, <laughs> they, 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 and 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 your clubs are also spineless. Bastards, because you, from what I understand, is there was a bit of um, anti sort of Saudi money coming into the league because you know what, there's a top six and there was more than likely going to be a top seven. But anyway, let me let me break it down for you guys. Um, we were going to be the richest club in the world by times 10, I think, and we were going to just be so fucking cool and i was just so excited for that <laughs> I was, to, to be to be very honest with you i i just want to see my team lift a trophy and i don't know if i'll see it in my lifetime so if i can see that no matter what if we buy it i don't care as long as i can see it but anyway that the bid went in and there was a whole lot of other issues like obviously your the hum, humanitarian situation in saudi isn't great and i'm not going to advocate that but i do think it sort of separates when it when it comes to where they put in their money. Um, what I can tell you is the British government were very supportive of it because they allies with Saudi and Saudi Arabia. And um, what the Premier League decided to do was just not not say anything and just let it drag on for three months until they pulled out and they said, well, we're not going to stick around. So uh, yesterday, Newcastle actually released a statement officially saying that it was rejected. Now the Premier League's come back and said they actually didn't reject it. So it's a bit of said, she said type situation. And I think there's a big legal battle coming with Mike Ashley wanting to sue the Premier League because he wants rid of the club. He's not interested. He hasn't been interested for the last six, seven years. And the Saudis wanted to enter the league. Um, so right now, you know, I was looking at uh, uh, Koulibaly and, and, and Coutinho and possibly Messi coming in. And now I'm signing players that all got relegated. So, I mean, geez, that's great for me. I've got three Bournemouth, two Bournemouth players and, 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 a, and a Norwich player. So, um, in Steve Bruce's trust, um, as far as that will run and that will go. Um, but, yeah, it's, it is what it is, I guess. I think we've signed a couple of good players that are proven. But, I mean, from being up here to kind of just being, you know, I've been down this road four or five times, owners coming in to potentially buy the, the club and it falls through. So, yeah, uh, you know, I'd, I, until they sign and I see that Saudi flag at the top of St. James's Park, I won't, be, I won't believe it. I won't believe it until I see it. So, so, so is anyone else hearing you? Uh, Nick, Nick, 
Sorry, what is that, Mutsa? It'll be business as usual at the struggling. Yeah, <laughs> as usual, fighting at the bottom, man. Yeah, but what I'm hearing is um, Nick doesn't mind supporting sla- the slave trade and piracy as long as his team <laughs> lifts a tri- <laughs> trophy. Listen, 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 listen. That's a topic for another day. That's a topic for another day. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. Celo, the man who claims yeah. to be an objective United fan. I mean, I think, I mean, everyone else can agree with me. I'm yet to see that. Um, but let's, let's hear the thoughts there. Let's hear these thoughts. Yeah, no, our, our, our camp, uh, you know, I think the confidence is, uh, um, at the end of the season was there. Uh, you know, managed to to make it into the top four when uh, what, Chelsea was how many points ahead of us? 13 or something like that, you know, before before before, before lockdown. So we obviously clawed back 13 points from uh, from Chelsea and obviously even clawed back Leicester. Uh, we made it into the top four, uh, got into the FA Cup semi-final, got into the, the Europa League semi-final. I was just disappointed that we didn't win either of those trophies. Uh, you know, we, we made three semifinals the whole season, League Cup, uh, FA Cup, and Europa League, and we didn't get into a, to one final. Um, that, that, that just, you know, uh, just, you know, taints the season a bit. Uh, top four secured, but at least if you get to the semifinal, you should be at least making the final and competing, you know, and then you can say, okay, cool, the better team won in the final. Uh, but I think we should have beaten Sevilla. But I think just their Europa League pedigree, um, you know, just shone through, and that's how they they they, they beat us. You know, what I mean, at the end of the day. <laughs> Sorry, I had to stop you. You're right. The European <laughs> League pedigree is shone through. <laughs> that's that's where United have been these last couple of years, eh, Zillow? Yeah, that's that's <laughs> where we were last season. Yeah, that's where we were last season. You know, you forget you forget that uh, that uh, Liverpool played Sevilla um, in the Europa League as well at some other time, and they lost. I don't know if I don't know who yeah. won that. Um, oh, you're right. You're right. We lost, but we we made it to the final when we lost. You guys made it to the yeah, semi final, but, but it's all good. It sounds somewhat similar. But, but, you know what I'm saying? But but exactly that. You know what I mean? So so it's not like uh, we're the only team that gets beaten by Sevilla. You also uh, felt uh, the the wrath of of of, of the the Sevilla team. But um, just going into the new season, uh, we 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 we're not where uh, we should be definitely in terms of going into the new season. You know, um, you know, Maguire getting arrested, Greenwood and. <laughs> Greenwood <laughs> and Foden sticking girls into 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 the hotel. That's you know that's stupid. You know what I mean? You know you can't you can't be doing that. So just uh, negativity uh, that uh, some players have 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 done in terms of their international break and and on holiday. You know uh, that's not always good because then the team um, is sorting out other stuff and uh, social has to talk to the players about other stuff instead of um, focusing on the season. You know what I mean? It's kind of it's uh, unnecessary distractions. Uh, but uh, going to the new season, um, to be honest, uh, um, the transfer window is still open. Uh, so hopefully we can uh, still um, get two players in. If we can get two players in, uh, I'll feel um, much more confident. But right now, um, you know, I'm you know I'm staying level-headed and saying, okay, cool. The the, the aim for the season should be then to possibly get 10, 15 points more than what we got last season. But then. You know, if if we don't get uh, uh, two more players into the, into the window, then uh, it will be it will be one of those where we we fighting for top four. But if we get two signings in, uh, then I think then we can say that ten points, um, twelve points plus to what we got last season, we should definitely uh, improve on that. Yeah, and when you talk about two players in particular, are they two that you? I mean, we all know the one that you, that they've made it public, very public, that they're after Jaden Sancho. 
Um, yeah. Obviously, Dortmund asking for 108 million pounds. They're saying that's not gonna that's not gonna fly. Another page yeah. that they're taking from the Liverpool uh, transfer book. You guys just just um, hear that, by the way. Um, but <laughs> they, they don't want to do it. But they they uh, ask for it. Like wait, 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 wait. I think I think I think this this Liverpool transfer book thing that you speak of is. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about because because. Because I'll, 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 I'll say for, 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 for Chelsea, for instance, you know what I mean? Chelsea had a trans- transfer ban um, and they had Morata's money and Hazard's money to spend. You know what I mean? And then, and then Man United uh, has a, a net spend of above 150 million in transfer window since the Glazers have come in. You know what I mean? So we've never spent more than 150 net spend. You know, so, you know, and, you know, didn't Liverpool sign the most expensive goalkeeper at the time, most expensive defender at the time? Yeah, go ahead, Musa. Sorry, I'm saying like with uh, the, the spin that you, you're referring to at Man um, United, unfortunately, it hasn't uh, well, this season it did do well in terms of getting your Champions League position, but yeah. over the past couple of seasons, it wasn't actually paying fruit. Whereas with yeah. Liverpool, you could see the the, the money actually uh, showing its benefit to the team with the points that they were collecting and uh, the performances that they were showing. No, undoubtedly, undoubtedly, I think I think you know you know what 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 what's different between the two clubs is that you know Liverpool uh, comes from a point where they used to sign Andy Carroll uh, after Torres left. You know what I mean? Um, after you know, so the Andy Carroll. We're going too far. We're going too far back in the past. No, 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 no. Fans like talking about that's recent memory. That's recent memory. That's recent. Yeah, but now we're talking present. We are talking present. Just signing of signing you know, Christian Benteke. You know what I mean? These, these are these are fresh still in our memory. You know. Okay, okay, but let's let's let, let me just let me let's go back to the Z and such a thing. Was it Andy Carroll as well? Yeah, and okay, Sorry? let's what I meant. Andy Carroll as well. Andy Carroll and Andy Carroll and Ben Tiki. You know, it was actually very impressive last season for you. So, so I think I think I think I think Claudio needs to he needs to humble himself and say, listen, that since. Since Fenway has come in, things started a bit slowly and then things have improved. You know what I mean? You need to remember where you're coming from, you know what I mean? Whereas United is different, you know what I mean? Where, where from David Gill and Sir Alex Ferguson, we're doing the right, we're doing, let's say, uh, I would say 60% while in the transfer market, right? They were the misses, you know what I mean? But they got the titles, you know what I mean? Under, under, under Gill and, and Sir Alex, right? Then yeah. they left and, Sir, and Fergie left at the same time. You know what I mean? So that destabilized the, the and 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 what what the difference is now between I would say like for instance like Chelsea, uh, Liverpool, and Man United is that the transfer strategy at Liverpool has been good, right? You know, money ball style. You know, and then obviously Chelsea also has now improved. You know, uh, of late, and then Man United. The problem is the Glazers don't want to spend their money. You know what I mean? They don't want to spend their money. They just want to eat um, uh, off their fat salaries that they're earning off, off the club. You know, so so they just enjoying the the benefits of 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 of, of having United uh, under mm-hmm. their ownership, but actually not investing in the club. Um, you know, they 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 feel that top four is enough for them, but they're not trying to get the club to where 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 it's supposed to be. You know, uh, I would try. I would, I would expect better from from them because at least one of the U U uh, U S clubs just won uh, the, the 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 Super Bowl, so I think they would they would have tried to at least. Try to achieve that across the Atlantic, you know. Yeah, 
And I, and I like that because that, that's a good note to finish from the United camp moving into, let me talk about the Liverpool side, is that both clubs have American owners, different approaches. Obviously, the one bought the club in debt, like our former owners when you're talking about the Carroll um, travesty, that was yeah, awesome. Yeah. Exactly. Bought in debt. Coach properly, man. He's world class. He's <laughs> 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 <It's> like, <laughs> man still sitting on the bench. Because <laughs> he's a former Newcastle boy. <laughs> He's just always injured. He's always injured, man. Yeah, he left West Ham and went back to Newcastle, yeah. So, yeah. yeah he's, I, like how we're talking, I like how we're talking about um, season 2021 and we, Carol is like the headline name in, this, in the show. <laughs> 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 um, anyway. The most English player, man. What's the most expensive English player? Liverpool yeah. English player, guys. It's because yeah, of his really, long hair, man. Did you not see that hair? That hair was unreal. Man. Yeah, and his all his shampoo um, endorsements <laughs> that he got. That all that all contributed to Liverpool. Trickle down, trickle down effect. Like anyway, um, but but going back to to what I actually meant is that yeah. when I say the Liverpool strategy in terms of what United are doing is they're trying to play hardball. Um, in the previous mm-hmm. seasons, they've overspent on very average players, largely because clubs yeah. know they can quote them that much. United yes. were in a very dis- desperate situation, so they paid the cost at all means. Um, yes. Liverpool, however, we can see why their, their transfer policy has been successful is because they've somewhat they've been cheeky about the whole scenario in terms of they go after the players they want, they put a certain amount down. If the other club that they're negotiating with doesn't want to contribute or doesn't want to play ball, they just say, cool, we're walking away. So they've kind yeah. of said, we're a big club, but we're not as big as United. So what we're going to do is this is all we can really afford. At the same yeah. time, what they, what they mean by the whole transfer policy is Liverpool at the moment only bring a player in once they get rid of a player. That's why this whole situation with regards to uh, Gini van Haldem and Thiago is, is a bit of a mess right now because they're saying, well, we need to raise funds for a player who's both of them are in the last six months of their contract. Um, yeah. But, you know, you know, we've got to sell the one to bring the other one in. And this whole COVID, normally in this scenario, why Liverpool again are successful is because they sell off the players that don't really have a huge impact. And that money then goes back into the costing of bringing in new players. And because of the pandemic in particular, the players that we would be selling off aren't going. So the clubs are inquiring about them, but they wanted to get them on loan. So Liverpool aren't aren't doing that. So unfortunately, it's slow business. But at the same time, the question is, do Liverpool need to get signings in? And, you know, the, the, the Liverpool fans on Twitter at the moment are ridiculous because they're all saying how useless the ownership is now after they've just delivered a title after 30 years. They're saying they're useless because they don't want to spend money. You know how Liverpool fans are, bro. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, they taste, taste, taste glory and now, and, now, and now they feel like, yo, they, they, they just need to expect the best. They, know. they can't remember a season or two ago now. Exactly. <laughs> they, can't remember, they can't remember the tough times. Claudio, you know what? It's just, yeah. That standard saying, though, if you if you're gonna stand still, you're gonna be left behind. I think. I mean, you need to. In my opinion, I would I would get another midfielder in, and I wouldn't get rid of Genie because I think he's been a he's been world class for you, and maybe just another sort of creative player to throw in. I mean, for me, Man City. I mean, we haven't chatted about them, but they've got a front three that they can swap out, and their next front three is. Just as good, maybe not just as good, but I think I think that depth is going to be key if you guys are going to retain it. Just in my opinion, I just don't think you can stand still because other teams aren't standing still. Yeah, but and that's I think that's an interesting point. That's and why people are saying this throughout history, going back to Celo's club, 
is because of how successful Ferguson was and his theory. So everyone is judging that sort of criteria or that sort of judgment based on exactly what was done in the past. Now, yeah. what's interesting about what Liverpool, where they stand at the moment is people are saying, okay, cool. Are they going to be motivated enough to, to continue? I mean, they've had two phenomenal seasons. Let's be, be frank, yeah. 90 plus points. They've overachieved with regards to what they were doing. Um, so to keep to push that for the third season is going to be really, really difficult, no doubt. But the incentive here, well, the real motivation is one, they finally won the Premier League with no fans. So pushing for again for the season to have fans in the yeah. stand, that's going to be a brand new experience. The second yeah. motivation is that Liverpool historically, or at least for the last 30 years, in my opinion, mm -hmm. we like them, we resonate them because they are a bit of an underdog, underdog team. That's what they are. And um, with Jurgen Klopp, he resonates even more with that. So by, by people saying, okay, look at Chelsea spending over 200 million plus. Look at United spending this. Look at these clubs spending this. For Jurgen Klopp, he'll use that as motivation saying, listen, guys, we haven't spent any money because I believe in you guys. So let's go show them yeah. that we don't need to do that. We can break the mold a little bit. So that's kind of where they're at. That's why I'm not worried about it. I mean, every day as a fan, you always want to see names in the paper. You want to see a player with your shirt on. That's just, yeah. I mean, unfortunately for Nick, he hasn't seen that for a very long time. But Callum Wilson, <laughs> Callum Wilson yeah. after watching goal, he said that's why yeah, he chose yeah, Newcastle. Yeah. So, uh, just from a coaching point of view, Claudio, I think we chatted the other day. I think in my opinion, you know, and I think you've probably got the best manager to do it. He needs yeah. to keep, keep the play stimulated. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think you touched on it now. I mean, yes, he might say, listen, I don't need to sign anyone. You guys are good enough. But he needs to keep them stimulated and that will be whether it's in training, it's whether the dressing room is, is working as well or is not as monotonous as it has been for the last two years. I'm not saying it was monotonous, but you don't want it for three years. You're doing the same thing every single day. You know, human beings are human beings. They need to be stimulated. They need more challenges. So I think you've got the right manager to do something like that. But I think if you had someone else, you know, maybe not as experienced or someone not as charismatic, you might you might have struggled. So I'm interested to see if you do not sign anyone. Um, it's very interesting to see how well you actually do. And I'm not saying that you don't have a chance, but it will be, I think, I don't know what you guys think, but I, I think it will be quite... It'll be it will be a first. It will be a first if you are successful again. And it'll be interesting to, to see Liverpool actually and uh, understand the Champions League hopes because yeah. that is something for them to play for as well. It's not like it's uh, all done and dusted because they've had two really good seasons and come really close. Um, yeah. This season, no? so it's, it's, uh, it's, yeah. Yeah. I, so I it's like they go. Yeah. No, sorry. Finish. Finish, Bossa. And then Wonga wanted yeah. to say something, and then Silo can get stuck in there. <laughs> so, yeah, there's always room. And, and I echo Nick, Nick's sentiments that teams aren't sleeping now. They're not resting in a sense where they, they're just uh, laying back and letting Liverpool do what they do. Uh, you did see them all step up after the, uh, the break, uh, the COVID-19 lockdown break. You saw Man United coming out really hot out mm -hmm. of that period and these are teams that can really put uh, Liverpool to stress if the, the, the season is uh, protracted and, uh, you know, the, the signings do have to come into play. So, yeah, it is tricky for Liverpool. But, you know, they've been working on this recipe for two years as well, two, three years with Klopp. And it's difficult to see them just lose track of, of, of two, four years with Klopp. And it's difficult to see them lose track of what they've put together so well. Unless you do see the Man Cities and the Chelsea's actually come with fire. Yeah. Wonga? Yeah, no, I mean, 
Yeah, same thing, really, just echoing what uh, Nick said. Um, yeah, I can... so how's the Newcastle guy, the man with the wisdom here? I don't understand. But finish, finish, <laughs> what, finish what you're saying, Munga. <laughs> no, it's uh, if you know, yeah, Klopp in his, I mean, you, Liverpool had a, a yes, a Man United won the league, um, Arsenal won the league, all the other teams won the league, but Liverpool had uh, almost a clean season uh, in the in the uh, in the league would, um, and I think that I don't think they conceded more than than 15 goals in my own. Um, and I don't, and that that for me was uh, you know, that's phenomenal. And they, I mean, like you said, they bought Allison for a large amount, they bought him and died for a large amount, but that that amount locked the defense, they kept them steady going the whole season. And now you ask yourself, like, now he's taking out Van Halden, and even me, I don't, I mean, it looks like Van Halden will, will not be will most likely be the one going out, but you, you know, you ask yourself the question. You keep the same team. I mean, that that done has done you so well, or do you have to you know try and change it up so that you're not doing the same thing as last season as well? Yeah, it's a difficult thing. I can't lie to you. I wouldn't. Know yeah, that. and I guess <laughs> but, like yeah, like managers tend to have to reward the players that uh, have actually won them the actual uh, league. League, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And to the extent that they do that is is um, is going to be um, something to watch out for. Yeah. Yeah, I think you know with with Liverpool, man, it's 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 we all said, and it's like you know in the past, any team that that wins a title, the next season, what do they do? They don't change the formula. They just try add on a bit of pieces where they felt they could. There were some weaknesses, you know what I mean. So I think Klopp saw okay, cool. My one of my weaknesses was Robertson, um, um, the understudy. You know, I would always have, he has, always has to use Molnar um, as as a backup. You know, so then they signed that the, the Greek the Greek left back. Um, to come in as a, as a, as a, as an understudy to to Robertson, which is good, but then also then, you know, is Origi the under the right understudy for 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 Firmino, you know, um, which you know some I've I've seen on Twitter Liverpool fans don't think Origi is the right um, understudy, and then also you want to let go of like Brewster, which doesn't make sense, you know, what I mean you you you've seen what the English youngsters have done at at Man United, at Arsenal, and 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 Chelsea, but then your one like very good um, attacking youngster uh, in Brewster who did well at Swansea last season um, and scored some goals now in the preseason. You know, you're thinking of letting him go and then bringing a, having a buyback clause. Whereas I think you should, you should you should give a kid like that a chance and he will act as a as a signing uh, and also I think push 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 Origi out of the way to be the understudy for Firmino uh, because he's a, he's a good boy. Uh, he was in the Under 20 World Cup winning team and he scored some goals there. Um, so I think you guys need to. Um, don't let go of him. But then also, I think that midfield does need maybe one piece, you know. Um, but I was actually thinking earlier, on, if Van Dijk gets injured, what impact would that have on, on Liverpool? You know, because obviously we saw when Alisson got injured, you know, um, it wasn't, you know, the best uh, understudy, you know. So it would, would be quite interesting to see um, if Matip and Gomez would, would, would be able to to hold the fort uh, while, while, while Van Dijk gets an injury, you know, because you see a club like Man City, you know, I, I feel Man City won't win the league if they don't get a world-class centre-back, you know, because uh, Nathan Ake is an understudy to Laporte, but they don't have uh, Vincent Company's replacement as yet, you know what I mean? Uh, you can't rely on Otamendi and, and, and John Stones uh, to, to be playing right, right centre-back. And Fernandinho is, is, is getting old, man, and, he, and he's 
slow. Uh, yeah, and he jumps into he jumps into challenges. You know what I mean? And I think you know that 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 for City is something where they need to sort out to 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 make sure that the that they're challenging. Um, you know, obviously, yeah, we've, we've spoken about other other clubs and what what they need to do to challenge. But City, I think that's just the one piece they need. And you know, and Liverpool, it's it's the sentiment. Yeah, and I think you, you raise a valid point with regards to Brewster as well as the centre-backs. At the moment, we've only got three senior centre-backs because they just got rid of Dejan Lovren. We do have another 17-year-old who apparently is built like a giant who they're trying to bring into the fold. So you're right. So if the one thing we're not giving credit to, and uh, I'm, this question I want to throw to to the coaches in this group and I'll, to everyone already, but we're not giving that much credit. So everyone's saying, yeah, you know, Liverpool's first-team players, we, had, we were lucky in terms of them not getting injured. But our first team players, apart from Allison last season, were fine. And I think like the focus should also be on the the physiotherapy department and the, the fitness department. There's something there that they're doing right. Because clearly to go that long and be in that great condition and be all right is interesting. Touch wood. Um, but then again, if you're looking at Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, if you're looking at Lud or Nabi Keita, if, if you're looking at those sort of players, they are the ones getting injured. And that's where you're right, the, the, the shortage in depth. Um, as for the Ryan Brewster thing, it's interesting. The kid's 20. He's a natural finisher. He's a brilliant goal finisher. Is he better than Origi? I think so. But, I mean, no one can beat the man uh, when it's Saturday night because when it's Saturday night, we like the way he moves, and that's Divock Origi. But, um, <laughs> but, 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 but the, thing is, the thing is this. It's like, do we keep him, and does he benefit from training because he's not going to crack the top three, or do we actually get rid of him Bring in some money. Bring in a guy that's going to bring something different to the midfield, like a Thiago. Let him get that experience and then buy him back. So that's that's a bit of a, a tricky situation. Give him to me. Give him to me. <laughs> hey, Apparently, they're interesting. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, uh, Claudio, on that point, though, like I do think you have to give credit. I mean, in terms of a preseason, I don't know what sort of preseason the guys are having now. It's going to be in- interesting to see injuries in terms of all teams. Um, because fatigue is going to play a, a large part and then whether or not that foundation is maintained from the previous season. But if your foundation is good enough, generally your mus- muscular injuries are less. So I would give the sports science department in your team probably a lot of credit. And then, I mean, I think majority of your injuries, I think Ox was uh, an ACL, which is you can't really avoid that. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Um, it's not that he wasn't strong enough. And I mean... Kata, I don't know what injury he had, but if you if, if majority of your injuries are knocks and uh, contact injuries, I mean, then you're doing a good job. Um, so I think they need a obviously a, a, a huge sort of I don't know what you want to call it, a thank you from Klopp because if you if you if that was the case that you had as 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 little injuries as as that that was a huge contribution I would say. Um, yeah, I don't know what you guys think about that. Kater's injuries come from the fact that he's uh, he's older than what he is, man. That's why. He's pulling he's pulling Michael Essien stunts, you know what I mean? You know, the bison was Leon hot for, for Chelsea, and then all of a sudden he was getting knocks, man. These these African players, we need to, you know, uh, uh, these these rumors that we hear that these guys are actually older than what they are, man. That that well, yeah, that's man. I'm not saying it's the case. I've just, just seen that rumor being uh, thrown around on, on, on social media. Well, well, it's not really just a rumor. There's actually someone, and I'm not sure if they're still watching because they haven't commented in a while, but there was someone, I'm not going to mention the name, who did go go somewhere 
in Africa <laughs> and uh, he's, he's a decent player. I'm not going to blow, put, give him too much of a big head. I hope he's, yeah. Anyway, he was, he was okay. Um, so he went somewhere in Africa and um, when he went for the trials and stuff and he got put in touch with one of the international coaches, they said, how old are you? And he gave his age. I think his age at the time was 24. And he's like, no, he's 24. He said, no, 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 no. The coach said, when, when did you start playing soccer? He said, no, nah, you know, when I was probably seven. So he says, oh, okay, okay. So what you need to do is you need to subtract seven years from your actual age, and that's your soccer age. <laughs> <laughs> and this was a junior international coach for the country. Oh, um, but anyway, on that note, talking about players going overseas and soccer ages and everything, let's move into the next section. Um, and that is going to be the transfer performance. Obviously, this is where the Chelsea boys are going to get very loud, or the Blues. Um, and we've got two sections. We, we, we can discuss done deals, and we can t- discuss the pipeline sort of deals because, I mean, a lot can still change. The window's only closing on the 8th. So, yeah, go for it, guys. Who wants to, who wants to kick this off? Which player do you think? I can actually start it off, man. Like, uh, yeah, Chelsea has had a lot of great signings. Because it's a billion rand. I mean, a billion pounds. What's that? We spent like a billion pounds, man. <laughs> from my calculations, a little bit shy from a billion. But <laughs> there is some good money spent. Um I think it's it's good to see uh, the talent like uh, Timo Werner actually coming over to the English Premier League and joining the outfit like Chelsea. You know, I think um, the players around him will get him in positions which will give him opportunities to to strike as well as he's, as he's done at um, is it Leipzig RB Leipzig that he was at last year and uh, for the national team. So that's a great signing in my view, a signing that will add a lot of value. Um, Thiago Silva at the back. Good signing, very strong. Uh, it's credible. Will be good for Europe as well. I'm a little bit worried about uh, his age, but he was still performing, you know, at the finals uh, for for PSG. It is very physical when you do come to the English Premier League to be tested week in week out, which is very different to what he's experienced at, at PSG, where they could just run away with the league and the like. So it will be a good test for him. He's on for a year, so that's 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 good. It's good enough as a as an international fully fledged player to have in the back back line. Uh, Ziyech, exciting live wire. Um, I think over the past two two or three seasons, we've, we've, we've had a strong squad, but we haven't actually menaced as much as um, Liverpool and Man City have been menacing the other the, the, the opponents. And having players like Ziyech to actually, you know, break in between that uh, midfield and defender line would is a great addition. Um, the new striker, I think, uh, what's his name? Havertz or... Uh, Kai. Uh, he's, Kai, Kai. He, yeah, Kai. He seems Kai, yeah. 22-year-old, that's going to earn £310,000 a week. That is uh, that is scary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Scary. Five, five in the P- Premier League. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I haven't seen enough of him to actually warrant it. If you look at the players that are around him on that uh, top five list, it's going to be the likes of De Gea, De Bruyne, and, you know, some really big names. And for, for him to, to step up and show his worth is also a very good incentive. He's, he's fortunate that he's going to be under a really good coach uh, like Lampard, who is uh, ready for taking on the pressure and aware of... Oh, did we lose him there? Esson, oh, yes, Esson. Uh, yes, you know, that's fine. I was getting bored of listening to how well Chelsea were doing in the transfer <laughs> yeah, no. market anyway. I, th- I think what, what I think what you're saying I think it it froze because what you're saying there about Lampard isn't isn't right isn't true. <laughs> no, it's not. I just love the face that he's putting at because <laughs> it's, 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 it's so true what he said about Lampard, man. Like, yeah. 
I actually, I, I, I actually saw something quite. Uh, I saw something now on Sky Sports before we went to on this. Uh, Lampard said he, he was laughing at the Sky Sports pa- uh, like journalists, and he just said it. I find it quite funny that that you guys think I had no pressure and that I had a free hit last year. He's like, there's so much pressure being the Chelsea manager, and 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 he's like, if you thought I was not under pressure, then 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 you guys are are not really doing your job. Um, yeah. Essentially, so yeah, it was yeah. quite interesting. Yeah, I was watching Should that. I was watching, I was watching that. Go ahead. Oh wait, yeah. Bogger, go ahead. No, I'm saying like what Nick is saying. It's that's where now the media um, comes into play because what the media is probably focusing on, and people, everyone probably gets, you know, everyone's getting the sense because of the media's focusing on like your Jose Mourinho who's coming in. Even I mean, even Carlo Ancelotti. I mean, not everyone really focused on. The, I mean, sometimes I even forgot the guy was in the league, but I mean. He was there, and they literally focused on all the other guys. And what's his name? Um, everyone probably thought that uh, Solskjaer had had the big job, you know. But he's been telling everyone that I'm good. Like there is no pressure. I've, I'm on a plan. The 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 board has given me the go ahead. The like every result that comes in, we all understand what is happening. You know, he's, he said this time and time and time and time again. But no one wants to. But like, like Nick is saying, I think literally, I think that is that is due to what um, the media has put. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. How, that's how it is, I guess. Yeah, yeah and it's it's a, it's an interesting thing because you're looking. It's like you guys said. It doesn't seem like you know he's got this pressure. But what these signings do is they, whether or not the pressure is within the club, which you guys are saying the pressure is clearly within the club. But what it's done is externally where the fans would have been. A lot more tolerant, even though he did well, they would have been a lot more tolerant despite how everything went. I think now, with the fact that they brought these players in, the expectations gone tenfold. So there's definitely yeah. be a lot more pressure. They do have great players. These are great signings. Are they going to gel immediately, get used to or adapt to the Premier League? That's a big, big ask for these guys. I think their best player next season is probably going to be a player that they didn't sign this season, and that's going to be Kristen Pulisic, who they just gave the number ten jersey, yeah. by the way. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 yeah, I personally agree with that as well. I mean, I think another good signing though for them was uh, Ben Chilwell. I think he had a great season at Leicester, uh, or a couple of seasons, um, and, and someone who's sort of tried and tested in the Premier League, you know. And uh, hey, you're back. You're back. We're talking, yeah. we're talking about you, not to you. We're still <laughs> talking about our signings. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you, you mentioned Ben Chilwell. Yeah, man. I think it's a good, solid signing. Um, had, had a good couple of seasons at Leicester. I mean, ew, if I was a Leicester fan, I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be too chuffed losing him. And then also being in the Champions League spots the whole season and then finishing Europa on the last day of the season is not a great, great way to start the next season. So, yeah, man. But... Uh, Good signings all round, but I think the what we were saying, Mosa, is will they gel? That's the that's the the question we all the the million dollar question. Yeah, another, another question I have for for, for Mosa and, and Chelsea is that you know I think there's just two more positions maybe that that are a bit questionable: uh, goalkeeper, right, and your best your best centre mid. Um, slash you can even go into formation because obviously Lampard liked to play the three, uh, three, three, five, two, or three, no, three, four, three. Let's say, yeah, he liked to play three, four, three last season, 
And then sometimes he plays maybe a 4-2-3-1 uh, with, with a Kovacic and a, and a, and a, and a Kante uh, a base. So centre mid, you know, if is Kante going to stay fit? If he doesn't stay fit, then who plays with Kovacic? You know what I mean? Because obviously a lot of Chelsea fans have seen, I don't know how you feel about Jorginho. Some people don't rate Jorginho. Some people love Jorginho. And then obviously Kepa is is, uh, is, is a question is mark. You know, I'm, not, I'm not saying he's a bad keeper. It's just that last season he had a, a bad season and it was his first season in the Premier League. You know, I think sometimes you you a new league and a, and a, and a different culture can, can, can affect you, you know. De Gea, his first season in the Premier League, similar. He used to flap at the ball sometimes. He wasn't strong. He was quite weak, flimsy. You know, uh, yes, he was a bit probably just maybe a one or two years younger than what Kepa is now. But, you know, he gave his... his he was the top keeper in the world for, 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 for a good amount of seasons, uh, but after studying so poorly. So I just want to hear you on those two positions, centre mid and, and keeper. What do you think? I think in the centre mid department, having Jorginho or Kante are still very good options to have as a holding centre mid, uh, midfielder, especially with guys like ZH and them running in front of them. Um, at the back, it's going to be interesting. I think uh, the goalkeeper, uh, Kepa, had shown a few instances where there were opportunities that he could have improved. Um, and uh, we are in the market, I think, for is it Edward Santos, or uh, one of the, the, the keepers that we're looking at at the moment, but that deal isn't done yet. Excuse me? Yeah, I'm saying the one in the French League, yeah. Yeah, but that deal isn't closed as yet. Uh, so, you know, I think I have to, this is, for me, it's been an interesting period as well to see how well. Uh, Lampard does do with money and, uh, and so far as a coach he's been the signings look pretty decent uh, I can't fault him for the signings that he's made so far and even the intrigue that he's showing in positions like the goalkeeper position which is which is uh, a big one so yeah I mean from my side I see I see I see the pockets of opportunity that um, Chelsea do have they've made some great signings uh, they've got a coach who looks like he's ready for the, the task but I still don't feel like they've they've managed to 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 uh, get the formula right, as you guys think uh, are considering. Like there is a lot to get right before you can compete for um, the number one spot in the English Premier League. And I think yeah, the the first couple of weeks will will show if if uh, Lampard has got it right or not with his team. I think Ziyech got got injured, um, uh, so he's got a few injuries already. Yeah, he's not ready for he's not ready for the weekend. He's and not ready. Yeah. I think I think look it's 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 good to have that type of experience in the the Chelsea locker room um the player who's uh, competed at the biggest stages World Cup European Champions League and uh like uh, the league in France but um as I'm worried about his his, his um his um, ability to perform at the highest level week in, week out, and sometimes twice a week with Champions League football. So it, it is a good signing, but luckily it doesn't seem like a long-term solution. It seems like it's brought the balls to the squad for the next season and maybe extended for a season or so, another season afterwards. I just want to read a comment here. Just jump in quickly. Neo Date Mills, we all know him. Um, <laughs> he, he said, Mosa, he said, Mosa, what are you doing with your pen, bro? You're not writing a stats exam there. I think when Seth was 4231 and a 3292-1-1. Oh, man. Signings I want to talk about. Obviously, Chelsea we had to take a large chunk of this conversation. We can, after this, this particular topic, we can move to Newcastle. But I want to talk about Everton. 
Everton bringing in James Rodriguez, bringing in Allen, bringing in Decore, which I think is an absolute steal for what yeah. they're doing. Um, and having Angelotti as a manager, how do we feel about all of this? How do you think it's going to play out throughout the season? And obviously the players themselves. I would have loved Decore. I would have loved Decore. I think You don't like relegated players, though. I don't know what's wrong with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, 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 to Newcastle as a downgrade. In terms of style of football, Watford to, to Newcastle is downgrade. My man, we survived. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. So, so, so Decore, for me, every time I watched Watford play, and every time they were, there was a goal involving them, he was a key part, not necessarily assisted, but potentially winning possession back and driving the ball forward and and getting the team going, but I think he's a great signing. But in terms of your your comments about Everton, I think I spoke to you the other day, Claude. I, I don't know. You know, they've done this before where they've bought, they've spent millions of players and then they just don't deliver. But you said something true. They haven't had a manager like Ancelotti and Ancelotti's won the league. I mean, he's, I stand to be corrected, he's won the Champions League, I think. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. But I mean, at the end of the day, they've got someone who's tried and tested, spending a bit of money, um, with adding to a squad that was half decent, if you actually look at it. Like, they probably underperformed last season. Um, And I wouldn't be surprised if you see them challenging for a top six, probably taking uh, an Arsenal spot or a a Man United spot. (laughs) Yeah, man. I, I, I like, I like, I like the, I like the signings, but um, you know, you bring in all the, you bring in all these midfield signings, right? But then I think you need to sell some uh, in the midfield. You know, the, the guys that were, that were already using, um, it's it's too bloated in the midfield now because you bring in basically you brought in a starting three. You know, so you like you need to, what? We need to get them some amino acids there. Help them with the bloating in the middle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Man. So, so you need to take out maybe a, you need to uh, take out Schneiderlin. Um, where you know what's going to happen with, with Sigurdsson, Davies. You know, what I mean, cool. Yes, you need the depth as well. But uh, uh, I think also up front uh, is Calvert Lewin going to uh, get you twenty goals? You know, I think uh, yeah, he can get you maybe about twelve. He can get you twelve goals. Uh, Richarlison is. Better you uh, used on the wing, so he'll get you. Let's say assistant goals, he'll get you like eighteen probably. But they need like a, they sh- they they should have also focused on a on a proper striker. You know what I mean? You know? um, I no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. I think he's loving it. I think he's. I'm going to say something outrageous statement. You guys are not going to finish above Everton this season. Outrageous. Whoa, whoa, which, whoa, whoa. which team? Outrageous. Habez Rodriguez is not going to stay fit this season. And they're going to struggle to score goals. Yeah. yeah I mean, the man, and the man does struggle. Won't get you much. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> and Andy Carroll, big Andy. Come on, man. Come on. Yeah. Look, I, I'm just going, going back to these three players. What I will say about this, um, this Everton side with Carlo Angelotti is that with Angelotti there, they're going to be tight at the back. The concern, like Stelo said, like Morsev, like the problem is going to be scoring the goals. But they're not going to need to score three goals a match. They don't have to be entertaining the season. What they need to do is they need to establish confidence. They need to get some victories under their belts. And what he's done is he's signed generals for him. He's, he's signed yeah. players that have played with him in the past. 
players he trusts. So he's going to bring these players in. They're going to help with the team dressing room, help with the morale, and then he can build around that. That's pretty much what he's working with. As for the Decorious Steel, by the way, I, when watching Watford, I always thought he was their key player, largely because he did yeah. all the grunt work. And then he still yeah. had moments of flair. And I was always yeah. wondering, like, if he had to go to a club like Liverpool or Chelsea or a bigger club, um, not at Newcastle, but if, if he had to go to <laughs> a bigger club, I wonder, like, I wonder how much more we would see of him. So going to Everton yeah. under the manager of um, and Angelotti's caliber, I think the question is, what's going to happen to your players like Andrea Gomes, who also had a horrific injury last season? But like you said, yeah. bloated midfield, um, it's big issues there. But Wonga, I want you to talk to about talk to us about Arsenal's transfer dealings, which I think I think they've done all right for now. They obviously still need to bring more players in. But how are you feeling about about their situation at the moment? Look, for me. I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't even lie. But I've taken as as a fan, I've taken the thing of look. Uh, I'm going to let, I'm going to sit back and let Arteta do his thing. Um, honestly, I believe that um, uh, uh, Mikhail Arteta. I think, I think with uh, when I went, let's look back when um, uh, the previous year with um, with Una Emery when he signed. Pepe, uh, and I watched. I watched Pepe. I mean, yes, he looked looked hot when he was playing. Um, at, uh, was was it Mainz? The team he played before, I can't remember. Now, but was it Rennes? Rennes, I think he was playing. I can't remember. Rennes, France, he was playing. And yes, he looked hot. He came to Arsenal. I don't know if he's not in the right position. Maybe it's the league, but he's not. He's not. I mean, yeah, there were, there were games where he could have put in a free kick, cut in, but that's it. It's like it's on or off. It's not. A, there's no consistency in that. Um. And even before we signed, we signed Liechtenstein, and we had this whole thing of us being. Uh, I mean, it was Liechtenstein was uh, playing at Juventus Champions, and he was playing well as well. I remember. Came back, everyone saw it. Hey, just like a table so nice, with big experience, is nice. He came there and he was garbage. Looked like he couldn't play. He's not played before. I mean, I watched. He was in a time to cause with the cause that we conceded. We were literally him being. In the wrong position, not even by centimeters, but completely out of tune with everyone else. And then there was Mustafi as well, same thing, German coming in, rising up. And but Bonga, you know, what they, about the players that they have signed? What about the players that they have listen, signed? They've they brought in young Brazilian talent. Saying, yes, that's what I'm saying. I'll get there. So now, even back, I know. Listen, listen. Yeah, I want you guys to understand why I stay like this. And then there was that one, everyone understands what I mean. That would be from Chelsea. Um, so now, when I look at the new signings, I, I'm just honestly, I'm just taking the position and saying, Look, I'm gonna wait until I see them actually play the Arsenal team. Um, that's that's for me the stance I've taken now because I, you know, it's <laughs> I don't know, but as an Arsenal fan, I feel like. I can only now celebrate this thing. I mean, uh, gloats about my players. I mean, after I see him in a couple of games of what he colored to, so, um, mm. he's going to do with the team. Um, I, think, no, no, like, I, I personally think that, I think, I think you guys have made good signings, man. You know, I think what I've read about these players, I obviously, obviously haven't watched, I don't watch the French league, so I can't say about Gabriel yes. Miguelis. I don't know how, I don't know how he is, but the videos and the, and the hype looks, looks decent. And then William Saliba as well. But there's some good hype around him, you know. They're saying he's the next Varane. You know, there's some good hype. So I guess the hype is there. But what's happened with Uzel, man? You see, like you see now, you see like, like three Uzel. 
the hype, see, the hype, I don't want to touch. Honestly, I'm telling you, like, yes, they're good players, and you, you watch the videos, you see that now and then, but I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, especially where Arsenal was before, I mean, I would like to see that again, with, you know, us winning titles again, and I believe it's going to be a process. So I'm going to take the position that, okay, he signed the player, um, let's see how they, they perform in the team. Uh, I mean, same thing with uh, with Klopp. I mean, he signed his players. Uh, Salah, Salah was just, they say he was Chelsea waste. That banged in 30 goals the next season came in. Um, so that's, that's the position. I mean, De Bruyne, when Kevin De Bruyne was signed, everyone said he was yeah. a hell of a mistake. They said he was, a, mm. they said, how the heck can you spend? And I think it was, 40, if I'm not, between 40 and 50 million. Yeah, 50, yeah. Money. Uh, it's a lot of money, but they were saying it's way too much for the brainer. And yeah, any yeah. person will feel for that guy. Yeah. So that's how I said, look, yeah. for me, the transfers, okay, sign the player, let's give him a shot, let's see how he is, and then I'll make a comment from there. I would like to see how he plays in the team. Um, because I don't want to now. The ho- I, yo, I've lost a lot of hope. Yo. Uh, yeah, it's, that's the weird thing with Arsenal. It feels like the best, the best approach you guys can follow is just to give give the, whoever comes in as an incumbent and the next players just a little bit of hope because it feels like Arsenal have lost track of being like a, a, a top five, top six uh, type of team. They've just been kind of just... It's a team that looks like it's been going through emotions a, a lot, a lot, a little bit too much for professional athletes. And yeah, yeah. And I think now, it's even true. with that, like... The Uzo situation as well. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I like I like the guy as a player, but then he plays I'll, and then he's off, you know. And then mm. then he's he working hard, ready to play. Huh? I would play him, bro. I would play him. I would play him. off the bench. Like I like I would literally first five games of the season, literally Uzo comes on in the 65th minute, 70th, 70th minute, first five games. Let's see what you got. Um, and just give him a shot. Uh, you're paying him 350,000 pounds. Might as well just play the guy. You know, <laughs> second half. Know. Yeah, and I, because I think also the formation doesn't really allow him because it's, what, it's 3 4 3. So it's too much, two cent, two cent bids, and then obviously the the, 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 the the wide play. So there's no, Uzo can't play as a two. You know, so I guess then it's we change of formation or something, you know. So it also, it's also kind of. You, see, you can complain about the formations and stuff, but now Uzo says, he says himself that he's working to be part of the team. You know, that's what he's saying. He's working to be part of the team. And here's the manager. Um, he said, okay, fine. This is this is what you should be doing, you know. Uh, but, yo, I don't know. He's also, there's a lot of political issues with him as well. And I honestly, I don't know what the situation is, but there's a lot yeah, of look, stuff that's happening off the pitch. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think that is Arsenal's biggest issue is all it's the antics and the things with Stan Kroenkamp and everything that's going on off the pitch. I mean, Uzo's situation. One of the reasons that he wasn't being playing or wasn't selected was towards the end of the season when the pandemic hit. The club had actually asked. Firstly, we, one thing we're not talking about is Obama Yang signing a new contract. Apparently, he's on the verge, so that's going to be huge for you guys. But what they asked the Arsenal players to do is they actually asked the Arsenal players to take a pay cut, which they duly did. Now, when they when they confronted and they asked Mesut Uzel, and they said, "Listen, will you do it?" His question to them was, "What are you doing with the money?" They said, "No, no, no, no," and they couldn't give him an answer. So he said, "The fact that you can't give me an answer, I'm not going to do it." And yeah. what is funny is the players took a pay cut, and then they still ended up firing staff anyway. Yeah. So there's a lot of fishy things going on there that need to be sorted out. I think Arteta's success will be dependent on the support he gets. 
Do I think he's a, the right man for the job? 100% he's the fabric of Arsenal. He's shown that as a manager, he's not just there to instill his philosophy. He's there to get results first, use what he has, and then build up on that, which I think that's what you look for when a manager, in my opinion. Um, but so, yeah, that's, that's where I think Arsenal are at. But we need to jump to Newcastle right now because Nick, I see he's a Newcastle fan, but he's also got ADD and we've lost him a little bit. So let's talk, <laughs> let, let's talk, let's talk about Callum Wilson. Let's talk about Callum Wilson. Yeah. Let's talk about Jamal, or Jamal Lewis, sorry, and Ryan Fraser. I'll tell you what, guys, I'll tell you what, you know, we uh, celebrated, I think it was last year, January. We broke our transfer window, that's our transfer record. That stood for 12 transfer windows. Um, our record signing was Michael Owen for 17 million pounds. We broke that with a whopping, with a whopping 20 million with Miguel Almiron, who's been all right from the MLS. Tell you what, that's kind of yeah, so, so goal, we, goal, dude. Every you know, like the way every player signs for Newcastle, they watch the yeah, movie goal, and that was classic case. Miguel Algar, whatever, yeah, yeah. Is, is a goal. He's a, good, he's a good player, man. Yeah, he's not bad. Listen, I, I, I'm not complaining. He's he came into himself. I think he was desperate for the goal, but you know, he he was he was decent at the time. But I think you know, my team goes through stages. You know, Ashley will decide to spend when he wants to, and then if he doesn't want to, we'll just suffer and we'll sell. I think we've had, in terms of uh, and like a net sort of spend, I think we spend the lowest over the last 10 years in the Premier League um, in terms of the players we've sold. I mean, Gini Wijnaldum came from, from Newcastle, you know. Um, I mean, Andy Carroll is a typical example. Uh, I mean, we've released a lot of players, you know, that have gone on to do bigger and better things and fair play to them, you know. Um but, I, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer that we need players who want to play for the club, um, players that want to sort of kick on. And I think we've got, we've got three signings. I think Callum Wilson's a proven goal scorer. He scored 14 two seasons ago and he scored eight last season. I think he had one or two injuries. So hopefully he can do something with the right service. I think a player like John Joe Shelby in the midfield i think he's very underrated um he does, he, yeah. he's, he doesn't have the legs but when he gets the ball out of his feet and he's got time and space he can pick any pass he wants um and there's not many english midfielders who can do that to be fair when he's um, when he's not sending hate mail to alex ferguson he's yeah, doing that that's true that's true <laughs> um and then i think what was quite nice about the wilson deal is we got uh, ryan fraser who him and him and wilson had a good good combination at bournemouth I think uh, behind behind three players, and I know the top two is Robertson and Trent Alexander Arnold, um, and there's I think there's one more player. Uh, oh, I can't actually recall. He's got the most assists over the last two seasons. I think he's fourth on the list, above. Uh, I think De Bruyne was actually third, if yeah, I'm if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, so so in hindsight, that's not a bad signing, I would think. Um, and, and like I said, it's all, you know, I take everything with a pinch of salt when, I come, when it comes to my team. Um, and then we signed this young left back, um, what's his name, uh, Jamal, Jamal Lewis. Lewis. Yeah, yeah he, was, yeah. he was, was interested, uh, Klopp was interested, I think, as that understudy, but they signed the Greek boy uh, to, to, to cover their left back position. So, you know, I mean, he's, we, we've signed them on five years and four year deals, um, which isn't bad. Um, and then the other boy we got was Jeff Hendrick from Burnley, who was a stalwart for them for the last three years. I think he'll just add a bit of steel in the midfield. You know, I don't have much hope, but 
you know, our team over the last couple of years, you know, we beat Chelsea last year. <laughs> we end up going to lose. We'll go lose to Burnley. Um, I mean, we beat Man United and then we'll go oh, lose to... On that Salah. note, Nick, sorry, sorry. On that note, Burnley. We've, we've yeah. heard about crazy transfer talk, but one of the clubs that make the worst decisions when it comes to any transfer is West Ham. And currently they're being linked with a £30 million move for Tokowski from Burnley. Oh, but no. So that, that's crazy. £30 million for that player. But what's even crazier is that during the pandemic, Burnley are asking for £50 million for that guy. Yeah, no, it's unreal. It's unreal. I mean, listen, what they've done is incredible. And I think, you know, Jeff Henrik was one of the players who, who decided to leave. A lot of their players weren't playing for them at the end of the season. Um, yeah. I think uh, uh, Sean Dyche was quite upset about it. Some guys didn't want to sign the short-term to, uh, yeah. term deals. And for them to finish, where did they finish? I think eighth, uh, eighth or ninth. I mean, that, that was unbelievable for a Burnley side that is probably bang average, but they just get the job done week in, week out. But just to close off my team, you, you never know. It's a lottery. It's a flip of a coin. Callum Wilson, he's going to score the winner on the weekend. I'll, I'll tell you that much. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. All right, guys. Guys, and uh, we, before we move on to the season predictions, I just want to ask Celo one thing, and he's just got, it's just got to be a yes or no. Jordan Sancho, is it going to happen? Yes. Okay, there you have it, folks. That's what the United, the United belief is still there. They believe in David Gill and the rest of the gang. I don't, but he does. That's important. Okay, season predictions. We're going to start with relegation candidates. Who do you th guys think the top three or the bottom three, rather the bottom three clubs that are going down? Be careful, boys. Be careful. Eh? <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll start. I'll start. Uh, Fulham, uh, Villa, yeah. and Brighton. Oof. Wait, so, so Villa, Fulham, and Brighton. Yeah. Why Brighton, though? Brighton's an interesting one. No, Bright Brighton, you know why? I was thinking about it earlier, and, and I couldn't really think about my third team. I was quite sure about the two, um, because um, and Villa went to sign um, Oli Watkins for £33 million. Pounds. Uh, that's, that's crazy. That's crazy money. Uh, but let's see. Let's see what he can do in the Premier League. He scored 26 goals in the Championship, but I'm not sure... 3 million pounds, quite a lot. When Newcastle got Wilson for 20, you know what I mean? So, proven Premier League player, we can give you 10 plus guaranteed. Whereas, Oli Watkins has to still adjust. And um, Villa, man, I just, I'm not sure about them, man. Um, Fulham, um, they sneaked into, into, into the Premier League uh, at the expense of Brentford. Um, they're signing players um, similar to what they did previously. I'm not sure what they're doing, actually. Um, <laughs> But, 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 yeah, Brighton. I just have a feeling, man. I don't know why, man. I just have a feeling that Brighton will be there, man, in the relegation. All right. I think, I don't know. I, don't know. I, just, I just, I just, it's maybe because Brighton's also not on, on, on in the news about signings and so forth, you know what I mean? So you don't see any incomings. And I'm thinking to myself that I think, I think they, 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 their time in the Premier League might, 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 might be. Uh, coming to an end. Um, but yeah, we'll see. All right. Nicholas, uh, what's going on? Uh, man, I think I think West Brom are, are goners. I, I don't see them staying. Um, I think, personally, I do think Burnley and Sheffield United are going to have poor seasons. Uh, the, the teams, those teams that have that first year 
you know, it's like, a, I'm not talking Burnley now, they have that first year bounce. I don't see Sheffield, Sheffield United off post-COVID, uh, post-lockdown, they were, they were awful. They, they, they be, were actually bad. Yeah, they did. But I mean, if you, like, I mean, Newcastle even hammered them. Newcastle absolutely yeah. hammered them. We don't hammer anybody, so then you really, you really shit if you're getting hammered by. So I think, I think there's going to be a surprise there. I think one of uh, one or two of them might be in the fold. Um, and I'd love Villa to go down because they sent us down a couple of years ago. I just, yeah, they they they, they can suffer. So, yeah, that's <laughs> more of an emotional plea. Them to get out of the league, him, them, and John Terry. <laughs> cool, Moose, the big Moose. Yeah, I think uh, I'm gonna put it to Villa to uh, be down there as well. There, I don't think they they have enough in their tank to keep getting performances and keep getting points to to pull it away from the bottom. Uh, so I think they'll definitely be there uh, along with uh, um, Sheffield United. That that is a real thing where. Um, uh, clubs do do well as soon as they get in, but then they suffer to actually continue the streak. Okay, I think yeah. with more money, more competition, it does get a little bit difficult for the players to adapt. And uh, I think they're probably going to be struggling to make it make it through. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, look, you're, I'm not too sure. I can't lie to you, but uh, yeah, I agree. Velo, I think yeah, Velo will be there. Otherwise, yeah, I'm also. I'm also, I like the underdogs. Uh, Sheffield played very well in the beginning of the season. But then, like Nick said, when they came out, um, I mean, looking at it now, if they continue, obviously, what, what happened after the lockdown, I think definitely they'll see it. But then again, you may never know. Maybe, I mean, they've got that time now to recuperate. But it's not that, it's not a lot of time anyway. So like, like a month. And they have to go back out there. So it is a possibility as well. Um, you know, I look at... Sorry, go for it, go for it. Yeah, yeah. No, well, the third one, uh, as I said, like, I don't know. I mean, if I look at I'm trying to, but yeah, it did happen. The COVID did happen. But before then, if you look at all the teams, were pretty much people were just they were, they were competing. It wasn't a, it wasn't an easy league last year. And Liverpool were just on a different step than everyone else. Yeah. Uh, I can't, I can't yeah. believe they're going to go down, but... Yeah. yeah. Let's just add yeah. Newcastle to the list for fun. I'll tell you guys something. Um, Leeds United, and everyone is going crazy because of Marcelo Bielsa. But if they, if he does not change his ways, and mark my words, it's recording. If he doesn't change his ways and adapt, he is going to get murdered. If Liverpool press the way they can press this weekend and he sticks to his ways playing out the back like a suicidal bomb, I reckon they might get opened up and, and get 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 something quite big on the first day. Just in my opinion, I, I do think they've got a great chance to do well and they might have that first-year bounce, but he needs to also humble himself and realise this isn't the Championship anymore. This is the Premier League. Just yeah, man, yeah, and exactly to that point. I mean, look what happened to Norwich last season. They tried doing yeah. that, playing the same way. They got punished. And yeah. Um, yeah, starting against Liverpool. Look, Liverpool aren't firing on all cylinders at the moment. So we, we don't know what's going to happen there. But with regards to a Leeds drop down, yeah, I think it's very, very important that the manager learns how to adapt, similar to what an Arteta is kind of doing at the moment. Um, but from an Aston Villa perspective, do I think they are going down with agreeing with all of you guys? Yeah, the answer is yes. Um, largely because... <laughs> 
They've just spent, I think, twenty-five million pounds on the Brentford, one of the Brentford players, strikers. Um, so I mean, when you when you try and shop for us, yeah, twenty-three. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah, twenty-three million pounds. Oh, no, thirty-three. million pounds. So I think, like, when you're spending that kind of money, when you are desperate to land a relegated player, as Nick puts it, like a Cullen Wilson, and you can't you can't land him, and the player chooses another club because of a movie. I think you know you're in big <laughs> shit. So, <laughs> So yeah, so, so Villa's, Villa's, yeah, Villa's got to be down there. Who knew that movie still came into play all these years later? <laughs> yeah, Mr. Munez. Anyway, um, second club, I have to say Fulham. I mean, I like Fulham. They're my baby club. I've watched a couple of games at Craven Cottage. Love the place. Um, but it is, it's, it's a very nice club. Um, but that's what it is. Very nice. Um, and you've got, you've got the, the fullbacks that are atrocious. I don't know how the, the one, the Odie, Odie, I don't know how you pronounce his name. He's playing right back for the club. I don't know. He's still there. That guy looks like an Umvela player at best. Um, their center back, who is a, um, the American international, also, the guy's got a first touch of a, a brick wall. Have you seen that thing? It like bounces off everywhere. It's ridiculous. So, yeah. So, do I like Scott Parker? Hell yes. Do yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I should give him? Yeah. So, so I, I hope they don't go down. But that's kind of, I mean, they do have Mitrovic, don't they, up front? So they've got yeah, goals. He might there. do all right. He might do all right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the third club, the third club, I'm just going to say this because I think it's about time. I think West Ham, they need mm. to get relegated. I'm sick and tired mm. of this shit, to be honest. Their owners have played, they played in the mud for a while. They spend a lot of money on super average players. They made the decision to move to the Olympic Stadium, which was meant to bring them more money. But when you're moving from a stadium that they were at, where it was pretty pretty much on the pitch and the, the, the crowd had such a huge influence. To move to a stadium that capacity-wise increases in numbers but is further away from the pitch and doesn't have the same impact. I feel like all these yeah. strategic decisions are shambles. And I mean, the, the one of the owners, this is irrelevant, but one of the owners making their son, um, the chairman, I think the son at the time was 17, oh, the, chairman the of, the, of the ladies' team. I mean, that just yeah. shows you from strategic positions – yeah, so I think it's time those guys get really good just to catch a bit of a wake up call, to be honest. Um, and then, and then we, Newcastle can get by all their players. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's uh, what we said. So, let's finish 17th. I'm happy with that. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. I hope. All right, all right. So, now, so, so we've spoken about the bottom, the bottom feeders. Let's talk about the, the, the teams, the top teams. How do we think it's going to pan out up there? What do you think is going to happen? Who wants to take the reins here? I'll jump in. I think I'm going to be, I'm going to, I might upset a few people here. I think the top four will be the same. I don't, I don't know. Positions wise, I'll get to that. But I think Spurs, I think Mourinho in his second season, I think he's going to take that fourth spot. I think Man United will fall out, fall short. Um, and, the, and my reasoning is, he always on his in his second season he always clicks and I do think he's past his best but I don't think he would have gone to Spurs if he wasn't going to try and do something so I think they'll be the top four. I personally think City will win the league this season. Liverpool second, Chelsea third, and Spurs fourth. Who invited Nick to this conversation? <laughs> <laughs> come on, guys! Come on. That's right now. I might change my view in the next month. So yeah. So 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 you've mentioned you've mentioned your top four. Um, yeah. What about the the other two positions? Top six. 
Remember, Europa's a thing. United have been there yeah. for the last couple of seasons. They, they, I mean, that's what they Man push United for now. will be in the mix. Man United will definitely be in the mix. Um, I think Arsenal will definitely be in the mix. I think that top, notorious top six will be there. I think Wolves, you know, that sort of... They're not, they're not going to have Europe this year, you know. Um, I mean, Leicester might struggle this season because they've got Europa League. So they've got a, a lot more football than they had this season. So I think your, your notorious top six will be there. I think Spurs will pip the other two to the top four. Um, it will be close, um, but I just think I'm a Mourinho fan. I think he's he's got something in the locker. Mm-hmm. I think it's valuable that 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 uh, trend that he he does uh, generally get to change the team and um, affect his Mourinho philosophy much better over uh, after his first season is is. Is something that he could pull through again uh, this season with Tottenham. I just don't know. Yeah, I mean they've got the talent, they've got the players. Um, they just need the consistency, to be honest, at, at Tottenham. And I think he'll get it right. I don't see. I don't see it happening. Whatever you guys are talking about, I don't see it. Um, <laughs> it's your spot on the line. I don't see. I don't see. I don't see Spurs getting to top four. Um, that, that I don't. See. Um, I feel that. I can. I'll, I'll categorically say it here. Arsenal will finish ahead of Spurs. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. That, that, good call. Hey, Wonga, Wonga is coming alive. When I when I when I when I the the post lockdown and then also the signings, right? So Arsenal made good signings. Uh, William added some experience. Um, Aubameyang is, a, is like a new signing by getting giving him a contract. And the defense, you're showing up the defense a bit. Yes, they maybe a bit young, um, but at least you know it's some good reinforcements. Tottenham have brought in okay, cool, a good right back, Doherty, uh, but that's all they brought in, right? You know what I mean? So, the, always what happens at Tottenham, right? Is Harry Kane. If Harry Kane gets injured, what happens to Tottenham? That's that's always the question, right? Because they they they're two attacking players is uh, Son and Kane. Right, so if those two, um, either one of them gets injured, it kind of lacks. Uh, it, the team always goes down, you know what I mean. And I, and I feel that uh, Mourinho, um, Tottenham isn't the right fit for him because Mourinho needs some money. That's 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 where Mourinho does well. Is that his second season he always does well because there is some bit of money um, to buy, you know. So I think if maybe Tottenham bought a, a second striker, you know, someone who's eighty percent of of what Harry Kane is. Um, then I think they, they 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 can definitely push, but their centre back partnership, um, Eric Dyer being now a centre back, I don't believe in that. Uh, he's a weak link. Um, cool, Toby Alavaro is, is a good player, uh, but but I don't see them finishing ahead of Man United and ahead of Arsenal. I have Arsenal at number five, and I have Man United right now with with the signings that everyone has right now. <laughs> Go for it. Just please. Record it with the studies that everyone has now. I see Man United finishing fourth. Okay. You know, we don't have any uh, signings. We're finishing fourth. But if we get Sancho, then I can talk about uh, number three. You know what I mean? Then I can talk about number three because at least with Sancho, he's an English boy. Uh, it will be easier for him to acclimatize back into the into an English league as opposed to all the all the all the German and uh, German signings that, that that Chelsea has made. Um, and I just think that Chelsea, um, yeah, I just want to see what Frank Lampard can do. You know what I mean? Um, as as a, as a coach, you know, I think sometimes he, he got a bit. 
I don't know, man. Like, uh, became a bit of a sore loser, you know, swearing at uh, at Liverpool's bench. You know, that 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 wasn't a, <laughs> that was a good taste, you know. Uh, but I think also they just need to sort out their defense as as Chelsea, you know, uh, leaking 53 goals, 50 50 goals plus is, isn't uh, isn't a, isn't a title winning uh, side at all. You less than 30 minimum, less than yeah. 30. Or score score 100 or score. Let's say score 90 goal difference of uh, 50 to 60. You know, then I think then you can you can talk about something, but but uh, yeah, I, I, Liverpool number one uh, right now, right now. If Man City sign a world class defender, I have Man City at number one. You know, my smile was huge, and then he said that. Uh, okay, move on. I wanna, what I want to say is, um, we got we got a guy, we've got Sapang here. He's actually phoned me because I think he really wants me to read one of his predictions. Um, I think he's been waiting an hour and 24 minutes for this. So he says City's going to come first, followed by Liverpool. He says Spurs is going to come third. And then United are just going to make, they're just going to make the Champions League. Um, and he says Chelsea, Chelsea need more time. You, yeah, you, can, see, there, right? you can see why Tsipang uh, yeah. wasn't invited to this conversation. Okay, <laughs> next, next, next person. I think it's, it's fair to echo what Tsipang had mentioned because. Um, as you saw over, over the end of lockdown and how Liverpool, the, the style in which they won the actual uh, Premier League was quite convincing, right? They won it with eight games to go. And it was all built off of those, the first few games, which they got like a, a stellar run. And it's important to get those type of runs to win, to win the Premier League. You have to get a 16, 17 game run of under your belt and uh, get that going. So it might be tricky for Lampard to get that, everything working from the first day. Um, which is which is essentially what he's trying to do to get all these new players in to click immediately and start giving you the results. You're not you're going to have to get some teething in in there. Whereas with uh, Liverpool and um, uh, Man City, these are these are teams that have developed their philosophy, they've developed their style of play. The players understand and click with each other. There aren't new, aren't too many disruptions to the actual squad, so they 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 can come out uh, first day of the season with all cylinders firing, which is, which is, which is uh, commendable, you know. So I think uh, first position could go to uh, Liverpool again. I think the track record that they've, they've done over the past two seasons supports it. Um, Man City, their rotation policy works in intervals, but sometimes it does cost them. As we saw the Champions League where, it, it, you know, you, you, we all know Man City's got a great squad, but sometimes they want to show you that with the, the players that they put on the field. And that does come to their detriment through that rotation policy. So policy. So I think they'll probably come second at the back of that. Um, I think Chelsea will figure it out during the middle of the season, uh, towards uh, or after the first few weeks of the seasons. One guys start showing their quality and start showing their hunger to actually play both Champions League and the league. Uh, and then uh, it it will be close between Tottenham and Manchester United, but I have to give it to Tottenham because I do think. They've got they've got the coach which which has pedigree and they've got players which you know it's it's tough for players like Ericsson, like Song, like Kane not to be playing um, top flight Champions League football. Um, I think um, you know if you look at the the, the front six uh, at Man United versus the front six at uh, Tottenham over the past two seasons, I'd be leaning a little bit more to the Tottenham front six opposed to the the, the Man United, and that's my my thinking for for going that way. Unlucky. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is so funny, man. Like literally, 
I, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about because you're basically saying that. Um, let me try to think. Who's okay? You're saying Lucas Moura uh, on the right. You're saying uh, Son on Ericsson, the left. Son. Uh, Ericsson's uh, gone. Okay. Oh, oh sure. Yeah, not Ericsson. Um, Kane, Deli Ali. Um, Le- I'm looking at Le- players like. Let's also. Um, I don't see it because I see literally. Bruno Fernandes, Paul Pogba, Anthony Martial, Mason Greenwood, Mark Stratford, um, Tony van der Beek coming off the bench uh, in, in big matches and, and, and Matic starting. I literally see Man United just have 15, 20 goals in them more than, than Spurs. 20, 20. Yeah. Uh, it was 20 goals more than Spurs. I think... The, I think at, Depth of, of, of attackers at, at Spurs, man. And I think they sent it back. Eric Dyer, I don't rate. If 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 they were to get like a, a center back uh to play with Alderweireld and then Dyer can come on the off the bench, then I think, yeah, then then it's cool, man. You know. Uh Harry, I rate uh Sissoko is an engine, I rate him as well. Um I just I don't know, man. And I don't know if you guys seen the snippets of the of the video, man, of that um of that Spurs Amazon thing, man. I mean, he's too strong for them, but he's too, he's too, you know, you know, they, they just need Poch, you know, you know, Poch is stirred, but not too much, you know, Mourinho comes in, Daily Ali, no, he comes in and says, have you guys won the, have any of you won the FA Cup? You know, and, you know, and he's like, I have, you know, you know, so I don't know, but I think, I think the, the change in coaching style, it might affect certain players. I don't think he, I don't think all the players will, will play to the level that they played under Pochettino. Yes, Kane, Son, I, those, are, those, are, those are spectacular players, you know what I mean? Um, uh, Loris is a good uh, shot stopper, cool, but I just, I just see maybe like an Ali going, you know, not, 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 not being the, the Ali that we know can be and, and um, what else, you know, you know, the options are not, are not as exciting as the other teams, I think. I think, you know what I mean? Mosa, don't worry, man. I think I'm going to be on your tail, bro. So, it's okay. All right. Well, I think I think those are some valid points. I'm not going to disagree with you. And in fact, I think you may have swayed my decision um, in terms of how I'm going to play this. I mean, I have to... You all know who my number one is. Well, I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> man, I mean, did it. <laughs> <laughs> no, so so okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Liverpool. I think it's gonna be a super super tight one. They're gonna drop a lot more points than they did last season. Um, the legs are gonna be tight. I think one thing we need to consider throughout this whole season is that a lot of it's gonna be played without the fans. So when we're looking at a Leeds that are very dependent on fans, um, that's not gonna play a role in this sort of situation at least for half the season. Um, so yeah, Liverpool. I think they're just gonna edge, edge it. I think obviously followed by a city. Do I think they're going to be as, do I think both these clubs are going to be pushing as much as they did? So normally, I mean, last season it was them two, then followed by the rest. I think there might be a bit of a surprise. And um, I think third place is going to be uh, United, largely because I think if Mason Greenwood gets some Norwegian goals and Oli like makes a few con- uh, phone calls, <laughs> the kid's going to blossom this season. So I think I think they and and to Silo's point, I think they've got far too much power, um, firepower, far too much. I think Bruno Fernandes has been a revelation for them. Pogba has taken him out of the spotlight because let's be honest, he's a show pony. That's all he ever was, or that's all he is, in my opinion. Um, so to let him focus on less less show pony esque stuff and let the other players do the work, 
I think it works well, bodes well for, for Pogba. I think followed fourth place. This is going to be a tricky one. I think fourth place has to be an Arsenal. And the reason I say an Arsenal, the reason I say this, I love love these faces. End of of this conversation. Let me tell you why. Let me me explain it. Let me explain it. Let him explain it. What we've seen seen towards the end of the season is that Mm -hmm. Arteta's got the boys defending. Arsenal are going to change things up a little bit. They're not going to be the, the, the picturesque sort of side. They're not going to be that at all. They're going to be doing the hard yards. And so I think keeping clean sheets is going to be very integral to them. They've got a Bamiyang who can get goals. And they've got William Nelson. They've got experience. So I think getting one nils across the line is going to be huge for them. It's going to get them three points. And we've seen them play against the bigger clubs, um, perform against the bigger clubs. So I think that's going to be a big thing. So I think they're going to the edge in that fourth spot. Um, and then leaves fifth and six. Now fifth and six is a difficult one for me because I have to support my my my, my Portuguese fellow Mourinho, but to the point that he's probably too hard for. for the, I mean, they're soft. Let's be honest. Spurs is a soft club. Um, they're a bunch of pansies. Let's be honest. And I think that like today's modern footballer can't handle. We've seen it happen at United. They can't handle a man's caliber, the man, the hard man. So I think um, we're actually going to have bit of an upset where I reckon that um, Chelsea will come in fifth. I think Lampard's going to experience more pressure than he did last season. And I think Wolves are going to take that sixth spot, largely because it's the Portuguese national uh, second B team. So, yeah. So it's fine. Wow. You, you don't have to regard your considerations. Yeah, what do you want to say, Wonga? Wonga's, Wonga's top six. No, my top, my top six. Okay, number one, it's gonna shock everyone, but I say I think honestly, and I think he will compete for it. Is Chelsea? Um, I honestly, when when Lampard got the job for me, when I watched him, it, it looked. I, I was also worried about him, but I mean, he put a guy like uh, like Mount. I mean, he, it, yeah, not even, not even. It, it wasn't even like a, a, a difficult scene for him. Put him in and he put him straight in that starting lineup. Um, and he believed in the guy. And it's, just similar, it's sort of a similar situation that he had um, when he uh, started off his career, uh, his career as well. Was it Harry Redknapp? Um, yeah. With his faith in him. And yeah, and I think he's, he's sort of now also, I mean, now he's got, I mean, these players that he's bringing in are not like a, a Jason Mount, but um, they're well established. And the, with Chelsea, I think the only problem they had was. Uh, I think it was the clean sheets. Scoring goals, you knew every time Chelsea were going to play, goals were coming, they were flying. And you saw that. Four fours, three threes, three twos, four threes. That's Chelsea. Those were Chelsea results last season. Similar to what Liverpool had in their season, the season before when they, uh, when they, the season before they won yeah. the league. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, 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 problem was that they were conceding. Next season, all they had to do was make sure they weren't conceding and they had probably the one of the best seasons ever. Um, in second place, um, yeah, I mean, I can't pull out uh, Liverpool. Um, I think Liverpool will, will fit in their second place. Um, I think second and third will be between them and Man City, really. Um, Leicester City. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I even thought I wrote them out last season when it first started. Um, uh, but yeah, Brendan Rodgers, yeah, you can't, I mean, the guy's, he does a good job. Um, and I think if Brendan Rodgers is still with them this season, you can't write them out the top four. I don't think you can. 
I think maybe we can do together. Um, so for me, I don't want to say it. I think they will. They, I think they will finish. In fact, say, I, I want them to finish fifth, and I want Arsenal to finish fourth in fourth spot. And I think Arsenal can do it. Uh, finishing fourth spot. I, I believe in my team colors. I believe in you, Wonga. I believe in your men. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's fine. Tottenham. Tottenham, I think, ooh. Um, like I said, I don't think it's the manager's fault um, at all. I like. I just think, yo, I don't think those players are going to be able to do what that guy wants. Uh, yeah. And I don't I don't see them in the top four. Not even in the sixth. Ali Let's re let's re um, let's speak about yes. this again in a month. Let's see after the first month we can see yeah, how things let's speak again after the transfer window ends. Because yes, at least exactly. and at least True. teams would have uh, brought in some more players. Uh, I think uh, Newcastle might have signed some more relegation players. We can maybe yeah. include <laughs> but you also, but, but you know, we we bashing on Spurs here a little bit. I do think if it doesn't go, if it goes the way we think it's going to go, I think Mourinho is in big trouble then in terms of keeping his job. But I, I yeah. there's there's a rumor that Bale, but Bale might make a make his way to Spurs and Real Madrid will pay half his wages. So if that happens, I think this this it changes the dynamic, changes a lot there. But the, yeah, but the don't forget the problem. The problem is with Bale's salary is that it's six hundred thousand pounds. So Tottenham can't afford three hundred thousand pounds. True, but that's why Madrid are going to pay half apparently. But then half is three hundred. I don't see. I don't see them paying three hundred out of six hundred. Uh, yes, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. That yeah, that billionaire of theirs that that lives mm-hmm. in the people in Britain. That's their owner. He needs to take out his paycheck, man. But. Obviously, Levy also owns a bit of the club, and he runs the club. And I think he doesn't doesn't want to spend um, um, that guy's money. Yeah, it's fair. Um, last words, gentlemen. Think before... about, um, uh, how Man United will do in in uh, Champions League as well, uh, given that they'll have uh, Champions League football uh, to worry about this year as well. I will get in, we'll get into the, we'll get into the last sixteen. That's what I. That's what I. That's what I feel. Last 16 and then last 16 minutes, literally, if you get a, a favorable draw of facing um, on paper a, 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 a decent num- number one or a, or a decent number two, and you, you can, you, anything can go in your favor, you know what I mean? But uh, if, for instance, we play, we play a team that's uh, got a bit more experience, uh, a bit more stronger players, um, you know, the, the weakness with, 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 with Solskjaer is is in-game management. That is, that is his biggest weakness as a coach. In-game management um, to, to change things quickly, you know. It takes too long to change things. Um, so, so United has, has players, has good, has good players. But then the, the, the coach, 60th minute, maybe things are not going right, doesn't change things, you know, against Chelsea. In-game management, you know what I mean? And also tactics to start with, you know what I mean? You, you've been playing with a, a 4-2-3-1 the whole time, and you change it to a, three, a, back, a back three, then you... Put in Bukaya um, ahead of Romero, but Romero has been playing all the cup games. You know what I mean? You're just changing the mentality. And, but also, let's not forget the fact that they spent 80 million pounds on a second-hand truck. That um, no, no, Bukhaya, listen, listen, you know. Listen, <laughs> at, at the end of the day, um, people can criticize Maguire all they want, right? but Maguire. <laughs> Have you seen that man turn? He's backing <laughs> up. The man's a bus. He's a bus, yes, right? He's a bus, yes, right? 
He's like on the on on his feet, right? He is not good, but and he is. I would say he's the best defender in the A in the Premier League. In the A, he's the best defender in the A. Um, in the his head is his head is enormous. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why he's so slow. I think that's why he's so slow because he's just trying to keep his balance. Man United had Man United had the, had, the, had the, one of the best defenses in Europe. Um, so the uh, so 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 Maguire did contribute favorably. It's just yeah, it's cool. He was caught out uh, a, a number of times, and I think and I think he he needs a a, a faster partner uh, in centre back uh, to to help him out because then he gets caught out like on the turn too quickly. You know what I mean? As a defender, that goal against uh, against Spurs, you know, you can't let a, a player get past you like that. You need to tackle the you need to tackle the man. Either the ball goes or the or the, or the man goes. Not both. You know what I mean? So he's he's, Celo's he's, explo- he's exposing his um, tactics when he plays indoor. That's what he's doing. Ah <laughs> uh, no, man. indoor, no man. Indoor, come on, man. We don't do that, man. I'm just saying. Yes, in the past, man, when, when I was playing a centre back, that's what you do, Musa. You know, centre back. You know, Claudio, you're a, you're a, you're a defender as well. You you t- it's either the man goes or the ball goes. Not both. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That, I mean, and then if they give you a yellow card, then you have to be careful. But he didn't have a yellow card at that point in time. Just cut the guy, and then now you're busy turning around like, like this has become a Harry Maguire intervention. Um, let's let's Celo, I want you to come back. I promise I do want you to come back. Um, but um, let's let's finish with the, the final thoughts here. Let's wrap it up. Nick, final thoughts, then more so than Wonga, and then we're good. I'm excited. And then obviously Celo, sorry. Excited, excited to be back. Premier League's back. That's what we love. Um, looking forward to doing this weekly with you lads. And uh, hopefully we can, uh, the black and white tsunami survive, eh? That's all we can hope for. <laughs> you never know. Maybe a top 10 finish. Maybe a cut run. You never know, boys. You never know. Aim high. Top 10. Aim high, man. Yeah, but it's been a pleasure. <laughs> Shout out. Yeah, you could make it to the top 10. Uh, who yeah. knows? Um, but yeah, I'm also super excited. I think, um, I think, um, as a Chelsea fan, this is one of the most like uh, refreshing seasons that I've gone into a season expecting. Like, we've had seasons where we weren't sure what's happening in the locker room, if there's going to be uh, a coach getting sent away, if the players are going to take over the locker room, and those dynamics. And it feels like Lampard's done well with the squad, he's got the right approach, he's got the right players to work with them. The football is there. I just think we, we need a little bit more. Uh, firepower and more gelling to happen um, within the team so that we can actually bolster a lot more um, solid performances uh, for the next season. It's good to see uh, Man United do so well uh, back in uh, the top four again. Uh, the run towards the end of last season was exciting. It looked like a Man United that could you know, actually compete at the highest level uh, for the next season. So I'm excited to see how Man United do as well this season. And yeah, man, Liverpool should be excellent as well this season. Uh, I think we've seen the, the, what the, the the philosophy of Klopp is trying to um, achieve at the club, and it seems like it's he's been doing it for the past two seasons. So I think it will continue with a little bit more more pressure from the rest of the pack. But yeah, Liverpool will be exciting to watch again. Yeah, um, for me, I think yeah, everyone said pretty much everything. I think the only thing for me, I just really, really wanted to see Messi come to the to the Premier League. I was pretty much depressed <laughs> when, I heard, when I heard these guys didn't read their contract right. So <laughs> I'm hoping they can they can sort it out. Come 
is it the December? I don't know if they're going to change it now, but the December, January transfer window, I'm hoping that something, they can find a loophole or something and bring that guy in. Because that would be really interesting to see that kind of interview. Then it's going to be on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, on, on my side, yeah, man, I'm 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 uh, I'm fairly cautious about the season. You know, I mean, I want to get my, I want to jump the gun. You know, I mean, yes, we we we've been playing exciting football, but I just think that uh, we just need to get uh, two more signings. As I said, Jaden Sancho uh, and maybe another 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 defender. Maybe uh, we've been talking about the left back position. Uh, just just someone who can compete with Luke Shaw um, because without him, um, you know, a lot of United fans don't appreciate Luke Shaw. You know, they always make jokes about him, say he's always eating burgers and he's chips and everything like that. But fishing chips, fish and chips. <laughs> yeah, you know, they always love chowing burgers. And you know, and the thing with Luke Shaw, yes, they always say he doesn't he hasn't he has no he has zero assist and so forth, you know. Uh, but Luke Shaw defensively has been so solid for Man United. Uh when um he got injured, um, you know, we had Brandon Williams playing left back, like we we we, we were quite weak at that time. We we're quite weak on that side going forward and also also defensively. So, you know, Luke Shaw being back and then also maybe just having a, a decent person to 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 play with him. And I also don't like having a right-footed person playing left back. So, you know, so just maybe a, a second left back um to play with Luke Shaw, you know, either either or starting, trusting both of them, you know. What I mean, uh, I think then that will help. And obviously Jaden Sancho. Uh, so I'm excited. I'm excited for Bruno Fernandez to get a full season. You know, I think people like like to make fun of him and make fun of Man United and say they only score goals via, via penalties. Uh, but you know, we, uh, you know, we scored sixty, we scored sixty, we scored sixty plus goals. Um, so and what twenty penalties? And also, guys, don't forget a penalty out of football. You know what I mean? You still have to, you still have to score. You still, you still have to score a penalty. You know, at the end of the day. You know, if you get a penalty, what happens? You know, there's a fifty percent chance, or there's a fifty percent chance that you don't score, right? You still need to score the penalty. If uh, <laughs> if, if, if penalties were easy, if penalties were easy, <laughs> if penalties, what, if what's penalties, going on here? What's, how's this is becoming like a debate about how important? Yeah, okay. these are closing remarks. Listen, guys, guys, listen, right? I can, I can, I can listen. If penalty is easy, um, Lionel Messi would have a Copa America. If penalty, right? Lionel Messi would have a Copa America. Chelsea would have won the Champions League before 2010. So, uh, would have won. <laughs> Sorry, we're gonna let you finish. Continue. It's fine, Chuck. We know you. We know oh. you need the. You, we know you need the penalties. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, I need to walk away. Sorry. Hey, Anthony Martial scored two goals out of penalty. That's that's, that's yeah. It would, it would be a good season. But, but I'm but I'm also very excited with with uh, with, uh, with Chelsea's uh, signings, man. You know, I'm uh, looking from from a, it's, always, it's always good to to have the best young talent. You know, I mean, I think Timo Werner and uh, Havertz are are like you know hot property. You know, and then. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how Pulisic does. He looked amazing when he was fit. Just yeah, just keep him fit. You know, I mean, it'll, it'll be good to. So as, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we don't want each other's teams to do well, but you just want to see um, good players do well. You know, at the end of the day, you know what I mean. So even if 
you know, I've, 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 what's it, Timo Werner scores 20 goals, you know, and then uh, you guys still finish below us. I'll be happy, you type of thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, and then, like, you know, you know uh, and, and if Liverpool get, get Thiago Alcantara, I'll definitely watch the matches where he starts. Uh, get him, then uh, I'll just give you guys, you know, your matches a miss. Oh. Okay, uh, now that the comedy hour is finished, uh, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Is that really? <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. Okay. I want to say I'm going to wrap this up. It's going to be quick. Guys, this is an historic moment for Golan. This is a historic moment uh, for, for the guys. Thank you. You are the first viewers that tune in to watch with us. I think we had up to 11 live views, which is, which is more than I bargained on getting. So thank you very much for watching. Thank you for your comments. We look forward to um, interacting and engaging with you guys for the rest of the season. Like I said, this is the Goal Arms crew. So if one of them is missing, please create like a little uh, sign saying they're missing or something because, I don't know, we've just started. So if they're going missing, that means my recruitment policy was really bad and I was probably following United's uh, recruitment. Um, <laughs> we, have, we, 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 have taken, we have taken a lot longer than what I thought. But like I said, this is our first episode. We will get better. And thank you very much for tuning in. Yeah, please, please get a Man City, a Man City supporter, man. Let's let's shop. Apparently, they used to be Arsenal supporters. Let's get let's get one. He's like the Man City supporter is like twelve years old, bro. This is one, bro. This is one, man. No, I just know, I just, I just know that we're gonna recognize a lot more uh, penalty goals from now on. Before they weren't taking us seriously. Now they're gonna be uh, really, really <laughs> Okay, look, guys. Look, one thing that I, I do know is that I chose the right guys because you don't like finishing the conversation, which is amazing. Oh, okay, okay. So, so, so we need, we need to end this. I'll see you guys. Cheers. See you guys next week, same time. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers. 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 Cheers.